witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Anyways. (sighs) Hey, Holly. Hey. How are you? Oh, you know, this is, uh, you know part two of the holly being tired because of talk <laughs> didn't let her sleep last night saga here um it's an ongoing uh series yeah also part two of the you know and lorraine legacy so i mean it's Incredible. fitting it's fitting i'm at super least. excited for it <laughs> i'm really excited for this well, uh, I don't think anything's really changed in the last 20 minutes, so let's... Uh, <laughs> just jump right in? Just dive in, I think, right? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we got a lot of ground to cover today anyway, so... Let's do it. Let's fucking go. Get her done. Get it done. So, as we established last week, uh, the Warrens were American paranormal investigators and authors associated with prominent cases of alleged hauntings. Yep. Ed was a self-taught and self-professed demonologist, mm-hmm. author, and lecturer. And Lorraine professed to be clairvoyant and a light trance medium who worked closely with her husband. Perfect. Well, summary there. Well, I love it. I love your cliff notes. <laughs> Thank you for the synopsis. <laughs> it's fresh to you, but not to our listeners. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, the two of them chronicled their in- investigations by writing and publishing books. They never charged for any of their investigations. I don't know if you know this, but no, like, I didn't know that. The, every th- every haunting and, and place that they went to investigate were was free. Wow, what they, do you know? People not capitalizing on other people's suffering. Exactly, what a concept. So they wrote books. Yeah, that that paid their bills, and they also um, did, did lectures. They teach? Yeah, yeah, they they taught and did lectures around the country, and that's really what paid their bills. Good, cool. So that they could help people for free, kind of thing. Great. I love that. I, <laughs> Fucking A. If I didn't already love Ed and Lorraine a lot. Yeah. Love yeah. them even more now. Love them even more. Yeah. Because of such in-depth chronicling of their investigations, a lot of these books now have been turned into movies. Yeah. Makes sense. I think I've seen every single movie that has ever come out. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> or is based off of their cases. Yeah. But one of the first films that brought a case dealt with by the Lawrence, the big screen was the 1979 classic the amityville horror great fucking movie in the movie a young couple purchase an old house and they're quickly victimized by a series of increasingly devilish supernatural happenings yeah yeah devilish (laughs) devilish is the is the keyword exactly so it all stems from a murder which took place years before Mm -hmm. so that's the synopsis of the movie yep Let's talk about what really happened. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> so the year is 1976. Okay. They're in Amityville, New York. And um, two years prior, in 1974, Ronald DeFeo Jr. shoots and kills the six members of his family in the home. Yep. He walked into the home with a rifle in the middle of the night and sh- went up to his parents' bedroom first, shot and killed them both where they slept, mm-hmm. and then went down the hall again upstairs and systematically shot each of his siblings horrific yeah so a year later one year later the new owners george and kathy lutz hold a press conference where they announce that they have abandoned the home after just 28 days claiming the house to be haunted (laughs) yeah fuck this nobody's gonna live here absolutely not chaos i heard uh i've listened to a few podcasts like preparing for this and one of the podcasts i listened to they mentioned that when they moved in it was either this one or the parent household i don't i think it's this one though okay they spent all their money on this house and they didn't have enough money to furnish it and all like the furnishings were still there from oh from the old family so they got rid of the bloodstained mattresses but like everything else was still there cute and just replaced the mattresses nope love that nope not a chance of course it's fucking haunted yeah (laughs) dude you know how many times alex has like straight up looked at me and was like what if it was like a billion dollar house you got it for free but it was like there was like a murder and shit in it. I was like, well, then that spooky ass fucking billion dollar house can stay by itself. No. <laughs> Have you been watching the the TikToker I sent you? Where is is the real estate worth the hate? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. So good. It's so, it good. Is so good. And it's like what they're like what like sixty seconds or like a minute and a half. Yeah. And, and I'm she's like, just like she goes through the whole listing, tells you the whole story about what happened there, and yeah. she's like. Mm. You know it's a good price. Yeah. <laughs> or, I or she'd say it. like no amount of money or whatever, yeah. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel about like yeah. certain certain situations. Like if it's a really horrific murder where there is a lot of like malice kids and- dying, torture, rape. Those are the three nope. things that I would definitely draw the line at. Absolutely not. Someone if dies somebody- from suicide, whatever. Natural like causes. That. Yeah. Maybe don't care. Okay. Yeah. I could deal but, with that. Like I mean, <sighs> like 70 percent of people die within their home so like if you're buying a used house like yeah chances are some point throughout that house's lifetime someone's died, someone died in it yeah <laughs> yeah that's fair that's why i built my house yeah fair. <laughs> but what's under the house <laughs> yeah we're not going there <laughs> i mean there's dead people all over this planet so true. no matter where you put your house there's very true yeah so during the first 28 days of their stay the Lutzes reported swarms of flies, banging noises, disturbing entities, and witnessing the levitation of family members. Fucking 28 days? 28 days, Fucking less than a month. No. Or, or February. <laughs> if somebody just started fucking levitating in my house... There is I'm not out. another day I would stay I in there. Oh, well, it's like burn it down, start over, <laughs> salt the earth. <laughs> yeah, that was like you know that um that stitch you did on the TikTok <laughs> with the peanut butter, and you're like, nope, absolutely not. See ya. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. Exactly. <laughs> I think anyone sane would also feel. That way. <laughs> so, of course, they held a fucking press conference. So, yeah. of course, news spread about this house in amityville that is so in- intensely haunted that people won't even fucking stay in it they, they couldn't even make a whole month living in this house yeah february so <laughs> <laughs> the warrens were called to investigate of course typical um but when they were called they actually had no idea what had previously occurred in this house. Oh, so they didn't know about the original family. No. Oh. So, uh, Ed met up with George, the husband, yep. and was told all about how windows would open and close. They would hear strange noises and voices. Yeah. They would even see ghost lights over beds. Okay. Um, Beds shaking. And then they would hear screams in the house where they weren't even able to get towards their children. Jesus. They were blocked off from getting to them. That's crazy. Fucking wild. Of course, like it's on the upper level where everyone fucking died. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. No, it makes sense. So after speaking with the with the Lutzes, they inspected the house. And Lorraine said the very first night we went to that home, I was fearful, but I didn't know what I was fearful of. Oh, what a scary feeling. I took with me a relic of a very pious priest, and I asked many clergy of different faiths to enter that home with us in spirit and for prayers to protect us. Yeah. Yeah. Calling on the power of those around you. And of course she was uneasy on the main floor, mm-hmm. but as she went up to the second floor, I just got full body goosebumps. She started feeling this like, intense pressure on her, like, like just water, like pouring down at her, yeah, like yeah. trying to prevent her from continuing up the stairs. And she was holding this relic in her hand. And, um, she she had to stop on the landing. She's holding tight to the relic in her hand with one hand and holding onto the the railing with the yeah. other hand. Yeah. And she she asks for strength and direction going forward, and the relic explodes in her hand. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion. <laughs> Sick. I'm fucking out. Wild. <laughs> and she starts to feel ill here, nauseous. Yeah. And she was even picking up like the things that had happened there as well. Like she she was oh, starting to realize okay. like murders had happened here. Yeah. Yeah. These really gruesome ones as so well. Yeah. They left. <laughs> they the left Warrens the, did? Yeah, they yeah. left the house. Um, I think they returned with a handful of um they returned to cleanse the house and yeah. to have a seance and then cleanse it. Okay. Um and when they returned they actually brought a local T V crew with them as well. Mm, interesting yeah they took photographs of the house um and one of the photographs they took of the house seems to show a little boy standing in the shadows with glowing eyes absolutely not fucking burn it to the ground salt the earth start over start over 
Exactly. Let the trees grow there. When speaking of the Amityville house, Lorraine has said that the Amityville house case is the one that haunts her the most. And she will never return to it. Good. Yeah. That's crazy. That's all I have for the Amityville. Could you imagine being like, like, I'm just imagining, like, let's say you're a young paranormal investigator, just kind of breaking in and you see someone like Lorraine Warren, who is done like you had said 10,000 cases yeah, and da, 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 and it's like amount. this is the worst. Yeah. I would never. I would never. I had somebody ask me once like would you ever go to the Amityville? Like cuz cuz we're I big would, horror fans and whatever. No. No. Nope. I would go to the house. I would, I would go, go in. to the house. I would go in. Fucking no. Nope. I would go in in the middle of the day and I would not spend the night. Mm. And I would not take anything. And I would not touch anything. Nope. <laughs> I would not go into that home. But I would go in, but I'm not alone either. Fair, right? Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no. I wouldn't go off adventuring on my own. Yeah. I wonder what's in this room. Yeah, thank you. No, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't even want my feet to touch the floors of that yeah. home. Yeah. Like nothing. No, exactly. thank you. It's just, I, I truly believe there are certain, like, for example, like the catacombs yeah. in Paris. Yeah. I would never go into them. Really? Ever. Just like a nope. It's just like it's just like a cemetery, just underground. I know, but I have read quite a few scary ass stories Fair. and seen quite a few scary fucking movies in terms of like being within the catacombs. Yeah, and I'm just not interested. I just think there are places on this planet that are portals to scarier things, and I'm just not interested in uh, interacting with them. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I can respect them from a distance, but uh, it's like, for example, if you were in the jungle and you saw a python or a big ass anaconda, it's fine doing its snake thing over there. But I'm not going to go venturing into its territory to get a closer look. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. That's just how I feel about it. Give you that. (laughs) I'll give you that. (laughs) There's the um, what's it called? The Annie. The doll. No, the murder, like she had an axe and she like murdered her, gave her father 40 wax. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What what is that called? I got to Google it now. You can spend the night in that house. Yeah. It's like an Airbnb. Yeah, no. (laughs) Like what? (laughs) The Felissa axe murder house? No. Lizzie Borden, the Borden house. Oh, the Borden house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no. Mother 40 wax. That's what it is. Yeah, there's also the... um, Velisca house that you can stay in as well. You can stay in the Velisca house too. Yeah, walking. Nope. No. Thank Absolutely you. not. Eh, thank you. I nope, would maybe nope. stay in the in the Borden house because like it's so old. It's such a long time ago yeah. that like kind of whatever. And like so many other people have stayed in the house, but like yeah. the Amityville house, absolutely fucking not. No way. Would nope. not spend the night there. Like I said, I just I really believe that there are places in this planet that just hold such immense evil. Yeah. That they kind of almost become like a portal or a talisman or a beacon for more evil. Yeah. Just not interested. Feel that. Yeah. I know like a lot of like Mayan temples were used for sacrifice too back mm-hmm. in the day. And I, I don't know if you've ever been to the top of one. I have. But like you go to the top and it like it does feel sacred. Like it's yeah. very like. Ooh. Yeah. It's impressive, but it's like, ooh, kind of like, yep, feels heavy almost. It you does, know? yeah. Maybe well, it felt heavy because I just fucking climbed up the size of side of a fucking mountain, basically. <laughs> but like, <laughs> no, but it's true. Like there are just there are places like, yeah, I've been to a few different like outdoor sites of places where things yeah. have happened. And again, I don't know. I think I've told you this, but it, like, I just think that. There's this part of me that that is like an empath in some way, shape or form. And I feel like I can just pick up on the fear that's held within that space. Or maybe it's all just my fucking mind playing games on me. Who knows? Who knows? Right? All right. Let's go on to another one of their cases. Yeah. I'm just derailing you today. That's (laughs) okay. Fuck it. Whatever. (laughs) That's fine. I'm playing a loosey goosey. So in 1974 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Um, they were called to the Lindley Street Poltergeist. This is one of their first cases that received a lot of media attention. Okay. So Ed and Lorraine were called in by their friend and fellow medium, Mary Pascarella. And she said, Ed, you have got to meet me at this house. 
at this point they had invest they had been investigating the paranormal for over 20 years okay so like a while a long ass fucking time they've seen some shit exactly in 20 years exactly yep so the warrens along with their friend father william charbonneau arrive at the home of jerry and laura gooden they were met upon their arrival by firefighters police officers the gooden family and neighbors oh like a whole array of people here (laughs) welcome (laughs) they had a welcome parade they really did yeah it had looked like someone had gone through the house with a baseball bat, knocked furniture over, smashing things off the wall, like yeah. just disastrous. Yeah. So, of course, upon getting there, one of the first thing Ed does is try and find for a logical reason for what's happening. Here. Yeah. So he uh, held interviews with witnesses and taped these interviews. Okay. Where he discovered the officers arrived after the house was already in shambles, but they had also had experiences of their own. The police officers did? Yes. Okay. So once they arrived, items began lifting like off of the shelves and falling to the ground. They saw furniture moving. They also saw the Gooden's daughter sitting in a reclining chair where she like flew, flew black. Flew back. back into it, yeah, multiple times. Nice, like, ugh. Ugh. yep, like she couldn't get out of the chair almost. Yeah, kept pulling her back in. Yeah, crazy. Yikes. That's after- like my biggest fear, <laughs> like not having control of yourself. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So after these interviews, Ed decided he needed to experience the poltergeist for himself because he, you know, still wanted. He was still a little bit skeptical. Of course, yeah, he wants. To- and uh, here's the thing too, especially when you're working in that industry, like you just have to you have to be able to stand up to skeptics yeah. in a sense right you and have if to you, explore every exactly option. you cross your t's you dot your eyes and you can you know take the a foot forward and say no this is what i believe and like yeah. i went down the avenue of trying to disprove myself exactly yeah so i was standing in the kitchen where out of his peripheral he saw a stack of dishes fly across the room and shatter to the floor <sighs> And in nope. the same room, there was like a, cru- a crucifix, like yeah. all, up on the wall, a plastic one. Yeah. He watched it burst into pieces. <laughs> Holy shit. Wild. So the Goodens stated that the activity had only started a few nights before when they had arrived. That fucking home. escalated quickly. Very quickly. When they had arrived home with their groceries, they put them down and like the groceries were thrown to the floor and um, dishes and knives went flying. Furniture yeah. was moving in front of their eyes recliners were opening and closing of their own volition <laughs> no like <laughs> fucking no <laughs> what imagine? no you walk under, like i think they had like three heavy lazy boy recliner chairs yeah and yeah just imagine it reclining <laughs> and going back like, <laughs> fucking i'm out absolutely not no I'd absolutely be- <laughs> not hey holly do you mind if i stay at your house for a couple days <laughs> <laughs> i'm not safe here <laughs> Yeah, no, fucking oof. no. Big oof. So when this was happened, the Goodens called their neighbor over, who was an off-duty officer. Mm-hmm. He came over. He saw what was happening. He was like, I can't explain this. He called in more officers. <laughs> what, what are the cops going to do? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, who are you going to call? So And then these officers got there and like, we don't know what to do with this. So then they called yeah. in the fire department. <laughs> So this is why there this were all why- these people at that because everybody's like, ah, uh, call these people in. And then they called in civil engineers and they were like, what the fuck do you want us to do with this? And then they left. They didn't say They didn't stick around. They're no. like, I don't know if this is a gas leak or what, but like, we're out of here. Yeah. Absolutely this not. Is, yeah. This has fuck all to do with anything that we touch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what you expect us to do about it, but we're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you need to call ghostbusters <laughs> or and lorraine warren apparently. Yeah, right. so because of all of these people getting called in word spread of course, course it did yep um and it drew huge crowds to the house hey yeah yep. huge crowds to the house like there's there's news footage of it of, like, oh just yeah yeah cars all over the place and just this busy street they're like you know camcorders trying yeah, to get a whole video of the house like <laughs> yeah fucking holding that shit on their shoulder because it's the size of a goddamn boom box <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's 1974 <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um trying to get a glimpse of of some so- sort of poltergeist activity and because of this um it didn't just spread around town it wound up 
being reported across the country. Oh, fuck. Even, even internationally for some people. Like, Yeah. That's crazy. So wild. Yeah. So Ed asks Father Charbonneau to perform a blessing on the house. Okay. Makes sense. Starts off on the main floor. Starts. It goes goes well. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Till he gets to the basement <laughs> where the father saw a black shadow. Meanwhile, upstairs, Lorraine, who is sitting at the kitchen table, comes under attack <gasps> and she yelps and grabs her hand where they see a blister begin to form. Oh. As this happened, Ed and the father agree that Lorraine was particularly vulnerable to the po- poltergeist activity yeah. because she was a clairvoyant and yeah. they agreed that she shouldn't be in the home. Makes sense. So say that's a good call. So they took her home and they were planning on regrouping and returning to perform an exorcism on the home. On the home, yeah. But the police chief had decided to declare the haunting a hoax. Great. Thanks, bud. Pulled by the 10-year-old daughter, Marsha Gooden. Yeah. So Typical. because of that, they weren't really able to go back in because it would question their integrity, right? Yep. So yeah, that's basically where it ended, Fucking unfortunately. Great. That's great. Nice. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you, sir. So happy. Yeah. I wonder I wonder what that house is like today. Like if there's anybody living in that house, right? Or I'm if- sure I could probably do more research and find more about it. This is just No, no, this is just but- the case in terms yeah. of how it relates to Ed and Lorraine. Exactly. Yeah. Right? But it would be interesting to do like a follow-up to see if like after Where is it now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Where are they now? <laughs> yeah. Is the house still there? It would Does be- it still stand? Well, it'd be interesting to see too if like the family after all of this yeah. still we're going through these like poltergeist experiences yeah right or if they just stopped yeah right exactly yeah so this next one i'm sure you're going to be particularly excited about okay let's do it it is the conjuring house (laughs) in harrisville rhode island yeah uh, the year is 1971. Yeah. Roger and Carolyn Perrin say their haunting began the day they moved into their 18th century farmhouse. One of their five da- daughters was carrying in boxes when she sees a man. And then two of her sisters come into the room and also see the man just as he vanishes into nothing. Yeah. So the three of them but- saw a man corporeal form vanish to nothing. Yeah. No. Jinkies. Jinkies, Zoic Scoob. <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for these meddling kids. kids. <laughs> um, over time, more strange things began to happen. Much of the negative energy was focused on the mother, Carolyn. Yeah. One day she was cutting an orange and she sliced into it and blood came spurting out. Gross. <laughs> she- I would honestly like. At some point, like, I I remember watching these movies, and I remember saying to Alex, like, can you please believe me if I tell you that these things are happening? And he's like, yeah, but, like, do you understand why some people think it's, like, these mental breaks? And it's like, yeah, because, like, hallucinations can explain these things. And like you said, like, Ed was always trying to find the The logical logical reason. reason. And, And then, yeah, like, how do you explain to somebody, like, oh, yeah, I was perfectly fine, and then I cut into an orange, and it seeped blood. Fucking, fucking brutal. Yeah, I don't even know if I would. I'd be checking myself into an institution, probably. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be locked anywhere. I'd just be in a forest, (laughs) a tent in a forest. Okay. Yep. I'll. I'll for me, man. I'll take on the windagos over things I can't see. So, Carolyn is uh, begins to see an older woman in the house as well. Yeah. Apparitions. Objects are moving, and she's afraid. Yeah, as one would be. Yeah, <laughs> as anybody would be. And of course, also her her daughters were also experiencing things, but they none of them wanted to speak out to be known as like the weird one that's yeah, the, seeing the things. haunt or yeah, right? Yeah. Like in case nobody else is seeing it. And yeah. keep in mind, you're still in what 1974. Yes, and 1971. Yeah, people were still being sent to asylums, like especially hysterical women yep. were still being sent to asylums where they would spend the rest of their lives. Exactly. So Carolyn calls in the Warrens for help. They get there. And while Ed is interviewing the family, Lorraine begins walking around the house. Yeah. She picks up the presence of what she thinks is a female spirit, mm-hmm. but they aren't able to figure out exactly what or who is tormenting this family. 
Yeah. So they decide to attempt a seance in order to hopefully find a motive for why some spirit or spirits may be stuck here. That makes sense. And how to help them move on, right? Yep. Um, so the parents go along with the seance. Carolyn's fairly enthusiastic with, with it. Yeah. Roger's a skeptic, but he's like, okay, if you want, we yeah. can do that. We'll give it a try. At yeah. this point, shit's moving around the house. Things yeah. are going crazy. People are seeing things. So like he's being supportive of his wife. Like, yep. I don't think he was really experiencing much, but she was experiencing most of it. Right? Well, that's so. nice to have somebody at least have a supportive partner. That's like, hey, if this makes you feel better and makes you feel more comfortable about being in this house, let's then give it sure. a shot. Yeah. Yep. Why not? Yep. What's the worst that could happen? He'd be cursing that. <laughs> <laughs> so during the seance, something overpowers Carolyn. Yeah. She is picked up off of her chair and thrown across the room onto the ground. Could you fucking imagine? This is what I mean when I say these are my biggest fears because here's the thing. If something is attacking me, like let's say a murderer, an axe murderer breaks into my house, at least I have the opportunity to try and defend myself and make it through. But if I just go to sit down and something fucking throws me across my house, what the fuck do you do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How do you defend yourself against that? You don't. That's no. the answer. You, no, you don't. don't. So, and that is why this sh- para- paranormal is my is um subjectively the most horrific. Yeah. Or horrifying for me. That's it, there's a reason why you know ghost movies are the most popular horror movies. Yep. Right. Really. Yeah. Yep. At the end of the day, sure, there's lots of slasher horror flicks, but yep. they don't get the same. I feel like attention that from the, the general audience. Yeah, that, that paranormal ones do because. Oh yeah. At least slasher ones, it's like don't go in there. You know. Yeah. Like well, you and know, it's just relatable. Like it's yeah. You can relate to the fear that these people are experiencing. Yeah. Right. Lack Whereas, of control, like at the very basis of everything. Yeah. Lack of control is a lot of people's biggest fear. Yeah. So. Well, and especially when you're talking about survival. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So as she's thrown onto the room on the ground, she begins speaking in tongues as if she's been possessed. Yeah. No. Roger, her husband, rushes to help her, but Ed stops him. Yeah. Because, don't touch her. Well, because she may be under demonic influence and yeah. could potentially hurt him. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So That is not your wife. No. Yeah. So not to be dissuaded, though, Roger punches ed in the face and rushes to his wife like that's my wife motherfucker don't even fuck around keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh will smith moment if you will (laughs) roger uh or will smith's ed (laughs) oh man yeah um afterwards roger kicks the warrens out of the home barring them from returning oh no so they actually wound up staying in that house for seven years after the fact the 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 original family yeah Yeah. later ed states that in this case i do not believe that any exorcism any ritual of a religious nature or any one could ever clear that home of the very negative human and inhuman spirits which are bringing about these destructive acts they would later go on to say that they believed what was happening to the parents were caused by lack of faith. Okay. That that was like one of their key components of most um, hauntings and possessions and poltergeists was that the family, like if you had strong faith, they wouldn't affect you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Big eye rule. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's yeah. a reason why these things believe like exist in all faiths. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You <laughs> know, stop. and here's the thing. You, but know, you know what? what? You want to believe what you want to believe? Yes. And you want to make you, you think that makes you safer? That's cool. Then good for you. And yep. I mean, maybe it does. I mean, yeah. They, the- I, Lorraine lived in 92. Yeah. And was like <laughs> actively searching she, for. She lived in a house with, you know, haunted <laughs> possessions, cursed possessions in yep. her basement. Yeah, for her whole life. For till she died in yeah. 90, uh, 92. So yeah, like, fair enough. I mean, maybe the proof is in the pudding, but maybe not. Maybe it's just a will, like well, sheer here's will the thing kind too. of thing too. Here's the thing. Even religious rituals are at its fundamental a ritual. Yeah. So whether it's a protection spell that you're doing, you could even, you could say that, for example, when religious, like an exorcism happens, a lot yeah. of it is religious speak or reading from the Bible or which is 
at its fundamental what a fucking incantation exactly right so exactly it's just it just so happens that it's from the christian i guess pantheon yeah. maybe you could use Hot or take all religion is witchcraft <laughs> it is i know it absolutely is but they don't want to hear that yeah they but. just don't want to call it witchcraft because yeah. they've bastardized what witchcraft is yeah. you yeah. say a prayer you're speaking with a deity you're saying an incantation like, bro you blow out happy birthday candles after making a wish witchcraft witchcraft <laughs> right it's all witchcraft baby oh baby <laughs> so yeah anyways wild yeah yep witchcraft baby holy ghost whatever <laughs> father send the holy ghost you that's how it. it goes the trinity <laughs> <laughs> so those are my in-depth ones and then i have a couple of littler i love it shorter ones smattered in here yeah let's start with the southern werewolf Ooh. Yeah, these are ones that you've probably not heard of. I before. haven't not heard of this one. So this is one of the most bizarre cases ever investigated by them. Okay. And it occurred in Essex, England. Ooh. Essex, mate. <laughs> Sorry. <We> love Essex. <laughs> a seemingly ordinary carpenter named William Ramsey claimed to be possessed by a demon that compelled him to take the form of a werewolf. Oh, dang. Ramsey had experienced his first, quote, transformation at the age of nine. Nine? As wow. he described it, he was playing outside when he felt an icy cold breeze, followed by an awful smell before he flew into a rage, uprooting a fence post with the fence still attached. What? And gnawing at the wire mesh. At nine. At nine. Whoa. Ramsey would not experience another episode like this until adulthood. Yeah. Where he would fly into violent fits of rage during which he would display inhuman strength. Wow. Baring his teeth and growling while curling his hands like claws. Dang. When the Warrens caught wind of this in 1989. 1989. Okay. So they've, they've, they've been around for a while. For a while at this point. Yep. Yeah. They convinced Bill Ramsey to come to their church in Connecticut and undergo an exorcism with their specialist, Bishop Robert McKenna. Oh, wow. From all I understand, they fixed him, so. Okay. All right. Hell yeah. Good for you guys. Then we've got the Smurl haunting. Smurl? Smurl, S-M-U-R-L. Okay. <laughs> S-M-U-R. L. L. <laughs> so in 1974, Jack and Janet Smurl moved into a house on Chase Street, West Pittston. Okay. Pennsylvania. That's a hell of a fucking name. Yeah. For a street. <laughs> um, st strange occurrences followed, leading the Smurls to believe that a demon possessed their home. They claimed the demon had slammed their German shepherd into a wall <gasps> bit Jack's ear, and pushed one of their daughters down a flight of stairs. Whoa. Both Jack and Janet were said to have been sexually assaulted by the demon. Holy shit. In 1986, they contacted Ed and Lorraine Warren. So this is like, what's 86 minus 74? 86 minus 74 is 12. This is 12 years. Yeah. After they moved into this house that they call Ed and Lorraine. Yeah. Uh, who attended and confirmed that their house was indeed haunted. Ed Warren would go on to say that he had witnessed, quote, a dark mass form inside the home and that the demon had left him a message telling him to get out. <laughs> Fucking. Okay. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. See I'm you. out. Give me 30 days. <laughs> I am out. Dear demon, 30 days, question mark, then we'll be gone. <laughs> Sincerely, Jack and Janet. <laughs> And then we've got the famous Annabelle. Oh. So Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll. So in the movie, it portrays her as this porcelain, yeah. like, almost like a ventriloquist doll. She wasn't. Doll. She was not. She was just a little Raggedy Ann yeah. doll. The legitimate Raggedy Ann yeah. doll. Yeah. So that's fun. Have you seen the pictures of the real Annabelle? She, oh, so fucking creepy. Terrifying. She's kept in a fucking locked case that yep. says absolutely no touching. Do not. Yeah. Yeah, she's creepy as fuck. Big also, yikes. I don't know if you uh, if you ever saw it, but when they were doing Annabelle two, like when they were making the movie Annabelle yeah. two, they took the doll that they use in the movies, and uh, they did a Canada wide tour with her, and she they had like an Instagram and Facebook where she would be like, you know, the big Toronto sign or the Ottawa sign. <laughs> it was just like Annabelle. <laughs> 
Toronto sign and shit. It was so funny. They just put her in front of all these landmarks and was like, "Here we are." Wait, like, sorry, the actual legitimate haunted Not the, one? No, no, no. The, okay. the one they used in the movie. That was my look of horror. No, I know. Right I saw now, it in like... your face. I was like, "Oh, she didn't." No, the no, the, the prop. Mo- okay, the, the prop movie from prop. The mo- okay. Yeah, the prop from the movie. <gasps> Could you imagine? No, the I legitimate that one. Was... <laughs> I don't think Ed and Lorraine would be very happy about. <laughs> No, oh no, the the God. doll that they used from the movie. Okay, they did that with makes a lot more sense. So much. It was so funny though, because I was like, this doll's supposed to be this like really creepy, terrifying. Do you remember watching Annabelle? Yes, we watched it together, together. for the first time. Yeah, I have kit confession time of the Conjuring, like the the Warren universe. universe. Yeah, I've only seen like a handful of their movies. Really, I have not watched all of them. They're great, but I do specifically remember watching Annabelle. Yeah, because we watched it at Haley's birthday party. Yeah, and there was like fucking ten of us, <laughs> and we were yeah. like 13, 14 years Something old, like, like that. we were in junior high. So like, yeah, and we all sat in this basement and watched this horrifying movie, <laughs> and it was like, good night, see you later. <laughs> yeah, big sleepover. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. I mean, I I do that on most week. Oh no! Here's the thing: as adults, whatever. Yeah. Also, we used to watch scary movies on our sleepovers all the time. Yeah. But like a group of 10 14 year old (laughs) girls for a birthday party watching that. Fair enough. Seems insane to me. (laughs) Looking back on it now. Fair enough. funny yeah i do remember i was a lot more afraid of that that movie when i was younger too because there was also that um what was that other movie i think it's called like dead silence where it was like the woman who was a ventriloquist and then her ventriloquist dolls would like kill people and it was like her spirit living through the and i remember watching that movie and i was like that's another one we watched together yeah and it had fucking Jason Stackhouse from True Blood yes. as like the main character. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. And that one scared the shit out of me. I recently watched that one again and I was like, this is so gimmicky. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I had come into the pawn shop the other day, like in like a, a bulk DVD buy. Huh. The Midnight Meat Train. Fucking no way. <laughs> I have the book. The Midnight Meat Train book. I have it incredible <laughs> do you remember we got it from blockbuster it was a sleepover at my place or something my parents took us to we blockbuster in your basement and watch that the fucking mid- midnight meat train incredible <laughs> and we were still young i'd say we were what junior high still yeah, yeah like right grade eight there. grade nine <laughs> amazing this is why we are who we are today. Yeah. The, just to give everyone a little insight into our <laughs> friendship. That's, That's how it started. <laughs> basically. It's a true story. We're watching horror movies as children. Yeah. Woo. Anyways. <laughs> so Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll. Originally gifted to a young nurse named Donna by her mother. Mm-hmm. When Donna took the doll back to her apartment, she and her roommate Angie noticed that it would often change its position, moving from one room to another. No, that's not changing the position, bro. That's a whole location. <laughs> They would find notes scattered around the apartment reading, help me, in a child's handwriting. Absolutely not. Lou, Angela's boyfriend, claims that he woke up one night totally frozen and saw the doll slowly crawl up his body, Ah! attempting to strangle him. Ah! No. Distressed, Donna and Angie reached out to a medium who told them that the doll was possessed by the spirit of a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins. Oh. The medium asserted that the spirit was ultimately benevolent, but Ed and Lorraine Warren had a differing opinion. Yeah, disagree. They determined that a demonic presence was inhabiting the doll. They performed a blessing in the residence before taking Annabelle off the young woman's hands and keeping it in their museum, which was in the basement of their home. (laughs) Their home. Yeah, no, there there is not a fucking chance that uh, cool build the museum yeah sure have great. an occult museum with yeah. all these spooky things absolutely not in your fucking house do not live there well i guess maybe you know what might have been the best place to have all those things in case somebody broke in and tried to fuck around and you know you got shithead teenagers yeah, who think falling into the wrong hands yeah I so guess, maybe but... it was the best way and if something was gonna haunt something but at like, least I it was there you, i bet you zach baggins does not live at his museum in <laughs> vegas so <laughs> no. mm, i have zero chance i think <laughs> no. maybe that's a better idea yeah. <laughs> 
Fair. But by the <laughs> way, we should definitely go there. Yeah? Yeah. I'd be in. <laughs> I want to do Vegas, period. There's so much cool shit in Vegas that I, I want to go see. I want to do the Zach Bagans Museum. Yeah. Absolutely. So cool. Okay. That's that's being planned one day. Great. Like, planning a trip to Vegas? Fuck yeah. I'm in. Mm. 30th birthday? Fuck. Let's do it. Yeah. We'll drag Tweedledee and Tweedledee. No, no. What, gag and goop. Goopity and... <laughs> goopity gloppity something, <laughs> something like, like that, that. <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> so the next one we have here is another poltergeist it's the enfield po- poltergeist Ooh. in 1977 single mother peggy hodgson called police to her home in enfield telling them that she had witnessed furniture moving and two of her four children had heard knocking from inside the walls mm-hmm. in the subsequent 18 months more than 30 people including the neighbors psychic researchers and journalists said they witnessed heavy furniture moving of its own accord and objects being thrown across the room two of the children janet and margaret were also photographed levitating several feet off the ground lorraine and ed warren were contacted in 1978 and concluded that a demonic presence inhabited the house Mm -hmm. pretty sure that one's a movie i think so yeah, and then we've got Is that the, in the UK. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 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 one's the uh, Enfield. Yeah, sounds right to me. And then we've got the Snecketter House. Okay, Snecketter. Yeah, sounds right. Snecketter. Snec. 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 So the Snecketter House. Um, in 1986. Carmen and Al Snedecker rented a house in Southington, Connecticut. So another Connecticut um, story here. While exploring the residence, they uncovered mortuary tools in the basement. Oh, shit. What what, uh, haunting does this remind you of? With mortuary tools? Yeah, the one with the eyelids and the thing. Is that haunting in Connecticut? Haunting in Connecticut, maybe. I think that's a haunting in Connecticut where the basement, like... I think so, yeah. yeah. And it was like kind of this like weird funeral home yeah, style. Yeah, it wound up being like a funeral home. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They found this like one spot where the, yeah, there was a little box and they opened it up and it had fucking eyelids, eyelids. in it. Yeah, yeah. I think and that's it. We were like, huh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I do remember watching that one with you as yeah. well. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I fucking started dating Mike and I stopped watching all my horror movies. <laughs> what the fuck? I started dating Alex and it just got progressively worse. And it's like, it's so funny because it's the exact opposite. Because yeah. <laughs> Mike hates horror movies. Have Does I told he? you this? No. He hates them. Really? Gets his anxiety way up there. And yeah. And he's just like, he has a hard time. That's the best part about I know. horror movies. We, wa- we watch horror movies movies to get the anxiety up because that gets your, your blood pumping. Yeah, Your man. heart going, right? Yeah. So he does not like it. <laughs> he wants to watch a movie to relax, not to get fucking... Ugh you know fair enough Anyways. i love getting jacked for movies where after the movie ends you're like i didn't want to go downstairs you want to come with me right <laughs> like, right yeah. you start questioning your entire existence exactly yeah. exactly yeah. so uh they uncovered mortuary tools in the basement leading them to the chilling realization that their new home was a former funeral pulp parlor yes that's it yeah it seemed as though many of the former clientele had never left. Oh, lovely. The smell of rotting flesh lingered throughout the home. Fucking no way. And running water would at times turn blood red. <laughs> the eldest Snicketter son was plagued by visions and claimed to see ghosts. These ghosts reportedly sexually assaulted both Carmen and Al. Unsure where else to turn, the Snicketters asked Ed and Lorraine Warren for assistance. After examining the home, the Warrens attributed the hauntings to the ghosts of those who were brought to the funeral home. Makes sense. They concluded that the morticians had partaken in unsavory activities with the bodies. Yeah. Disfigurement. Mutation. Necrophilia. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I'm just saying, if if I was necrophiled... (laughs) I would haunt the shit out of the necrophiler. (laughs) If I was a necrophilie, (laughs) what is the correct conjunction of this? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. I would haunt the shit out of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Fuck with me. I'll fuck with you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally. Truly. Yeah. 
And lastly, we have the trial of Arnie. 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 Arnie? Yeah. Cheyenne Johnson. Mm -hmm. This case is (sighs) also known as the devil made me do it case. Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, fucking excellent movie. Yeah. I was going to say it's been made into a movie. Yeah. Probably one of my uh, favorite cases. Sorry to keep interrupting you. This is probably one of my most favorite cases of uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah. Of what I know, obviously. And I've read a few of them. This one, if you read the legitimate transcripts, and because it was a legal proceeding, there's a lot of... It's all public knowledge. It's all public knowledge. Yeah. Fucking insane. His testimony and what happens to him while he's in prison, insane. Really? Yeah. Insane. Okay. So... It is the trial of 19-year-old Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, who was convicted of the first-degree manslaughter for the killing of his landlord in 1981. Mm -hmm. The most bizarre part was the defense that he used in court, demonic possession. Apparently, a demon from 11-year-old David Latzel's body took host in Johnson... And according to the witnesses of the Glatzel's exorcism, the Glatzel family had moved into a new rental home in Brookfield, Connecticut, when David started saying that an old man would steal his soul. Mm -hmm. David had night terrors and unexplained cuts and bruises in addition to bizarre behavior. That's when the Warrens got involved and determined that there was a malevolent spirit present. The demonic possession defense didn't stick in court, but Johnson only served five years of a sentence of up to 20. The incident inspired a TV movie on NBC called The Demon Murder case and gerard brittle's book the devil in connecticut Mm -hmm. which was written with lorraine warren's help Mm -hmm. which is really cool the glatzels received a portion of the book proceeds but later sued the publisher because of how its publication affected their family carl and david glatzel or sorry carl david glatzel's brother said that the story was a hoax conjured by the warrens to exploit the family wow i didn't know that part which is interesting wild but there's also, a lot of bullshit <laughs> there's a lot of people that backtrack i think after the fact as well once it kind of gets fame and well yeah start, well and here's the they thing they start getting harassed right yes i think by like oh your family's of, that weird one where well, they say ghosts attacked you not only that but like they there's a lot of fan like fans mm. crazy fans of the warrens yeah that you know it's just like crazy fans of taylor swift you don't really want to cross a swifty just like you wouldn't want to cross a warrensy <laughs> a warrensy yeah fair that's you know fair what i mean like yep. like the really like you're a fan but like not in the way that it's fu- like not in the way that i would stalk people or like show up at their homes or yeah. send them fucking creepy mail or that's what i'm talking about yes. right like try and try and get in touch with a family member of yeah, this yeah. person that was affected by it blah, that, blah, 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 fair blah. enough yeah there are right. some people who are that kind of person that shit crazy absolutely yeah like so for example, um, do you know who Linda Blair is? No. She played uh, Reagan, the girl in the okay, X case. Yes. So yeah. Linda Blair. We were at a horror con one year and we stayed in the hotel that was hosting the convention. Okay. Yeah. And they fucked up our room and they gave us Linda Blair's room. So we go in there and there's this big like fucking welcome basket. And it's like, hey, Linda. And I was like, oh, we are in the wrong fucking room. <laughs> this is not for us. And then also I was like, oh, my God. This is Linda Blair's room. And instead of being a creepy fuck, we went back down to the front desk and said, hey, you gave us the wrong room. Yeah. And they were like, thank you for telling us. But I could imagine that if there were maybe, like you said, some of those like crazed fans... Oh, the yeah. weird shit that they might have done. Like, I'm going to wait here until Linda shows up and I'm going to rub her towels all over my body. But <laughs> yeah. I know that her, my body's touched the same towel her body's touched. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, That's like, the kind of creepy shit I'm talking about. Y- exactly. And then you have the people, too, that are obsessed with proving that it never happened. True. Right? That are, yeah. you know... They'll like, ho- hell-bent on it. Exactly. And they'll harass families, mm. too, right? So, I would... I could see it as well. Like, you know... You know what? I'm going to retract that because this is bringing more trouble than it's worth to my family. Exactly. Yeah. And if I retract it, the, the heat will be off kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I definitely... I understand that in a lot of ways, but I also think, like... Stick to your guns sucks. kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe they shouldn't have used real names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Obviously, that's not something that you can do when there's an actual trial involved. Yeah, but- that that case was crazy. Like the testimonies of the young the young man Arnie. Yeah, from when he was in prison, like he 
tells these like stories about how he was afflicted by the demon while he was in prison. He tells these stories about how he would be like locked in a cell and because they thought he was like fucking crazy, they would put him in like solitary confinement and then Yikes. this demon would like come and take a hold of him while he was stuck in these like padded cells with no way to defend himself, nowhere to go. And he would just be like taken over Ugh, while in prison. And I'm like, could you imagine that? Absolutely brutal. Yeah. And for somebody who I absolutely believe in spirits, I believe in demons, I mm-hmm. believe in possession. I Like I, I truly believe it's real. Yeah. And for me, that is like the most terrifying thing to ever imagine like at least if you're in a house you can do your best to get out yeah and hopefully it doesn't follow you outside fingers crossed fingers crossed right that it's not attached to you but it's attached to like an object or the house or something Mm -hmm. but to be locked in a fucking cell with nowhere to go and everybody thinks you're fucking crazy you would actually probably go crazy yeah i would think i would just die oh yeah yeah so of my own fruition. On that cheery note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to end it that way. That's okay. Um, yeah, that's all I have this week. Amazing. I just figured we would touch base on on a handful of their more popular. Amazing. St- cases. So cool. So I'm in the mood for something spooky. I'm probably going to try and see what streaming services um, have the Warren movies on them because I want to watch them. Do it tonight, maybe. If not, you let me know and I'll uh, bring them over. Yeah, <laughs> let you watch some of them. <laughs> but no, it's so good. You should. Yeah, if you if you want to watch one, The Devil Made Me Do It was a uh, yeah, cool. I'll look into Chef's it. Chef's Kiss. It's Definitely good. Look into it. There's another one. I'll send you a list of my top five. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> Sounds They're good really good. But well, thank yeah. you so much for a wicked episode again. Two weeks in a row, bang bang. I try, man. I try. Boom, boom. I am sleep deprived, but I am making it work. <laughs> yeah, you're killing it. <laughs> you're killing it. I'll bring the energy for both of us. Beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> you're <welcome. laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for everybody for coming back and listening to some really awesome cases uh, of Ed and Lorraine's with us again. I hope you liked it. I hope I didn't get anything too wrong. No, I, I- think you did good. <laughs> did really good thank you yeah and um yeah again we're still looking for spooky stories to do to do another episode of our listeners spooky stories so we would like to do one once a month but we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but yeah no send them to us uh you can reach out to us on instagram at what up witches pod on facebook at what up witches podcast twitter at what up witches we've got our tiktok account which we post our weekly teasers for you guys um and then you can also send them to our gmail which is what up witches podcast at gmail.com hell yeah i fucking love that i can blow through those so fast now i can't get it at all (laughs) i'm just I'm just sitting here petting Serena, living my life. Living your best life. (laughs) But yeah, come back again and uh, listen to some more fun, spooky shit with us. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're so close. We're getting so close to a thousand streams. Exciting. Which is so exciting. I'm hoping by the end of May. Hopefully by the time this episode airs, we've already hit it. Could you imagine? That would be so exciting. I would be, be really excited if real we, nice. Yeah. yeah. But we'll keep you guys all posted. We'll post on our social medias. And um Hell yeah. There may or may not be a fun little surprise at one thousand. So we'll see. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> all right, everybody. Stay spooky. Bye.